Mason Mount! Oh, what a Yo, what's going on? Welcome to the Chelsea Spot podcast. Um, this is my first one, Simon Phillips, hosting. Thanks for joining. Um, so we've got a few things to talk about. Hopefully I'll bring some transfer news, a bit of general news, and then I asked you guys on Twitter to send in some questions. So I'll be giving some answers to those as well at the end. Just a short one to start with, I think, and then... Um, yeah, once I get more used to hosting, hopefully I'll bring some guests in and uh, make these a little bit longer and hopefully be able to bring you a lot more information. But yeah, so welcome to the Chelsea Spot podcast with Simon Phillips. Uh, so to start with, you can find the Chelsea Spot on Twitter. It's literally as it is, just at the Chelsea Spot. Same on the Instagram for them as well, at the Chelsea Spot and their website. Um, you can go to thechelseaspot.wordpress.com. And uh, yeah, my social media is at Sport on Twitter. And the same for Instagram, but just put uh, an underscore between Phillips and Sport. And you will find me there. Yeah, so let's get cracking. First off, I know everybody loves a bit of transfer news. So um, today... There's been talk of Philip Coutinho once again. Um, it's come from Spanish publication Mundo Deportivo. Not the best source in the world, but yeah, I think we've got to take note of it because um, if you remember at the start of lockdown um, a couple months ago, there was there was a lot of talk about Coutinho and Chelsea. Um, so it's clear that there is interest there. And I know for a fact that Chelsea did make contact with Barcelona um, back in the winter. It was during the January transfer window. So, I mean, the the contact that Chelsea made then was over a loan deal. That They weren't interested in a permanent move in the slightest. So I'd imagine that if they did go for him now, that they still wouldn't be interested in a a permanent deal. It would only be on loan. Um, which I think would be an absolute no-brainer. Um, Coutinho, he's world-class. He's got Premier League experience with Liverpool. He's got Champions League experience. Um, yes, he's not had the best couple of seasons um, on loan at Bayern and, and with Barca. But you can't... To get Coutinho on loan... Um, I don't think you can turn it down. When when you look at the Chelsea squad, there is a lack of creativity. Um, there is a lack of that, that playmaker since Hazard left. And Coutinho is a player who can bring that in. Um, I don't think, you know, obviously there might be an issue with his mentality, um, the way he's, he's been playing over there. But I think it's his, it will be his last chance, his last big move to come back to the Premier League. He knows, you know, somewhere where he knows the league, he knows the people, um, he knows the pace of the game. I think it would be a good turnaround for him to come to Chelsea. And if it doesn't work, then Chelsea haven't lost any money. Um, They can send him back to Barcelona and so be it. But 
I think the issue with that when Chelsea did make their inquiry in January was that Barcelona just wanted to put um, the the obligation to buy in his contract, which is obviously what Chelsea have done with Alvaro Morata, um, which now Atletico Madrid have to pay fifty million to buy um, Morata from us. Um, so Chelsea didn't want to do that, obviously. They didn't want to be tied down. Um, and I think that was the end of those discussions. So, yeah, um, back to Mundo's report from today. They're basically saying that Chelsea have made contact with Coutinho and um, he wants to go to Chelsea out of the other teams that are interested. So it'll be interesting to see if anything else comes of that one. But I'm all for that on a loan, on a loan deal only. So the next bit of news, um, Jeremy Boga, former Chelsea player, um, now at Sassuolo. Uh, he's been doing really well there in Serie A. He's, he's had a good season. Um, he's probably one of, the, one of those players that um, was gutted when uh, this whole pandemic came in and he couldn't carry on the, the good form that he was in because he, yeah, he was playing really well, scoring goals, uh, assisting. Um, it looks, yeah, he looks the player that um, he was touted to be when he was at Chelsea. Um, so there's obviously been a lot of interest in him. AC Milan, uh, Napoli, both showing interest. Uh, a few other teams as well. So, but the thing is, if an offer comes in for Boga, Chelsea do have to be informed um, because they have obviously the right to sign him back for around 13 million which is ridiculous money, really, when you think about it. Um, but if Chelsea want to use that uh, buyback clause, then, yeah, they they can use it. Um, obviously, the final decision will come down to Jeremy Boga himself. If he doesn't want to go back to Chelsea, then there will be no deal. Um, but if he does, then there's nothing that his club, Sassuolo, could do about it. And he will be coming back to Stamford Bridge. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are obviously talking about Jadon Sancho coming in and at the moment it doesn't look very realistic uh, for any club really. I can just see him staying at Dortmund um, under the current climate with the the economical issues that we're facing with this pandemic. Um, I don't think I don't think that, that Sancho will go anywhere. So Chelsea then have this situation where Pedro and Willian are both coming towards the end of their contracts at the club. Um, although they're probably going to get temporary extensions just to see the season out. Uh, it's it's not going to go uh, past that. Um, yeah, William, the, the contract talks there stalled months ago and it doesn't look like they're going to um, get back on track. They're just too far apart with the length of contract. So Chelsea are going to lose two wingers. Um, so you then have Callum Hudson-Odoi. Um, Obviously, without going in, into too much with that at the moment, with the, the legal issues that are going on, um, it's it's unfair, you know, for me to make any comment on that. But you can't predict where that's going to go right now. Um, and then Christian Pulisic, who was great on many occasions last season when he came in, but struggled with injuries. I mean, that's been Chelsea's Achilles heel, literally, um, all season, injuries. Um, so... Pulisic, hopefully that'll be the end of that and he'll come in and he'll play and he'll be a regular and you know, he'll, he'll come in firing on all cylinders, hopefully. Um, and then that's, you know, that's with the, the, wing, the winger situation, that's, um, that's two wingers leaving. So we definitely need uh, 
another one to arrive, in my opinion, without a doubt. Um, and Boga, 13 million, when you think about the current climate, then again, with, as the same situation with Coutinho on loan, I don't see any reason why we shouldn't be uh, using that buyout clause for 13 million and bringing him back. He's even got a very, very good chance of becoming a regular. Um, and I don't think Boga would come anyway unless unless he was promised regular game time. So, yeah, that deal for me, again, I'm definitely all for that. Uh, there's no sign of, of it happening at the moment. Um, Jeremy Boga's agent is his brother, Daniel Boga. Uh, he was asked about it this week and all he said was, this at the moment, I can't tell you. So... He's been he's been coy on the situation. He's not really revealing anything. He's he's confirmed interest from elsewhere, um, but he's, yeah, he's obviously leaving the door open for Chelsea there. So I think uh, Chelsea will probably make that decision in the next month or so. But I say do it. And then the next uh, subject, I'm not even going to try and pronounce this guy's first name because I. I have no idea, but his surname, you know you know who he is, the, the striker from Napoli, Milik, uh, Polish international, 26 years old, um, good old, good old Alfredo Padula reported this week that uh, Chelsea are interested, they have made an inquiry to Napoli about Milik and uh, yeah, so there's other clubs interested as well. He said that, but um, I've I've actually heard this about Milik uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, this the the person I don't like to say sources, but the person who sent me some information on him um, wasn't 100% sure that, that the the interest was legit. So I didn't want to tweet anything out or say anything about it. But um, yeah, so I yeah I can confirm that. The interest in Milik from Mr. Padula is legit. Um, I've seen him play, not loads, but he, yeah, he's. I think obviously when when Chelsea have been linked with uh, Musa Dembele, uh, Timo Werner, um, <laughs> um, you know, Moro Icardi, a number of other top class strikers, Martinez. Um, I could keep going. Then they get linked with Malik. Obviously, people are going to react uh, with disappointment, I think, because obviously the calibre of striker is slightly different. But you have to remember um, two things. The current climate, um, Chelsea aren't going to be going out spending millions and millions, although they are they are a lot more, uh, in a lot better position than a lot of clubs. Um, but they're not going to be spending loads and loads of money. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is Tammy Abraham, whether you rate him or not, the club and Frank Lampard gave him number nine last season. They put, they've already put their faith in him to be the the man going forward. Um, so that that's not going to change this summer. They're going to, they're obviously going to want to give him um, another chance to to prove that he can be that guy. Um, the only thing that can stop that is if he doesn't agree to this new contract, uh, which obviously. It looks like he will agree to it, um, but y- yeah, you can't you can't bring in um, a world class striker. I don't think in these in these uh, circumstances. So Chelsea are looking at a player like Malik, who is a great player. Um, don't doubt that at all. He's he's a very good player, 
he's a bit of an all-rounder. He, he, I mean, when he when he first broke onto the scene, he was touted as the um, the next uh, Lewandowski, um, which is obviously a lot to live up to. He he then struggled with injuries, went off the ball a little bit, didn't really hear much about him, um, and since then. Yeah, he started to show, you know show his worth again. I think he's a good player. I'm, I mean, he wouldn't be my my first choice. Obviously, in my opinion, I think Chelsea should should be bringing in a world class striker, um, regardless of Abraham. I think we need to get the best we can, but you have to be realistic, um, and I don't think we would be able to do that right now. So, someone to come in and challenge Abraham rather than take his spot. Um, Entirely. I mean, if someone like Werner came in, um, he's not exactly going to be sitting on the bench, is he? So you have to think about these things when you want, you know, when you want your striker targets coming in. I think it is it's more likely to be someone like Milik. Um, yeah, obviously Lampard wanted Dries Mertens, but rumour has it that he's close to signing a new deal with Napoli. So. There's other other targets on Lampard's list that he's looking at and it appears that Milik is one of them. Um there's been yeah, moving on, there's there's been no no approach or any interest in Pjanic from Juventus, as far as I'm aware. Uh the reports from Fabrizio Romano, obviously the Italian transfer guru, the main man. He said that Juventus were considering offering um, Pjanic as part of a deal to sign Jorginho from Chelsea. Um, that might be true. They might they might be wanting to do that. But um, as far as I know, Lampard isn't interested in signing Pjanic and um, neither are Chelsea. So there's definitely been no interest on Chelsea's part as it stands. I mean, anything can happen. Anything can change. I always say that, but... Um, I mean, I laughed when I saw the reports yesterday from the Daily Mail saying that um, Pjanic has no intention uh, to go to Chelsea uh, or he's turned, they said something like he's turned down uh, Chelsea's advances. And I mean, he can't do that. It's impossible because Chelsea haven't made any advances. So that, yeah, that's the end of that one. Um, Valencia. uh, This is another... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, another story from Mundo Deportivo. Valencia want to sign uh, Chelsea's number one goalkeeper, Kepe Iriza Balaga. Uh, I, yeah, that's again not a solid source, but um, it it does seem like it might have some legs. Um, Valencia do need a new goalkeeper, and if they can get Kepa from us on loan, that would be a great deal for them. Um, I don't think it would be ideal for Chelsea unless, of course, they went and spent out some money on a new goalkeeper, um, which at the moment, I don't think that is a priority for Frank Lampard. Um, so, yeah, I think just take that one with a pinch of salt. Uh, moving on now to some general news. Obviously, we saw the boys come back to training on Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. Um, they're doing short training sessions at the minute they're just um, they're doing a lot of drills uh, a lot of running a lot of ball work obviously no contact and social distancing but yeah most of them have been really happy to come back and it's been good to see the pictures circulating on social media this week with the guys back in their training gear kicking a ball again 
something that, I mean, a lot of us maybe two or three weeks ago didn't think we'd ever see happening again in the near future. But it's been great to see it. And yeah, and obviously the Premier League still kicking ahead with their plan to bring football back in June uh, behind closed doors, obviously. But yeah, it's a step in the right direction. Um as long as it's safe, that's what everyone keeps saying. Lampard keeps saying, the players, you know, as long as it's safe, then we're all happy to, to see it come back. Um, it will be very weird without fans, as we've seen with the uh, the Bundesliga. But it's just it's it's just how we can how we have to watch football right now if we want to watch football, which personally I do want to watch football. So, yeah, Chelsea back in training. Good news. Uh, one guy has been missing. Um, it's been all over social media. It's making uh, quite a, a big discussion. Um, and Golo Kante has obviously decided not to come back training. Lampard is happy for him uh, to to not train. Um, the reports are that he's you know it's, he could miss the rest of the season if the season does resume. Um, fair enough. Absolutely fair enough. Um, Kante is obviously, in, you know, in his family, there's there's a history of some health issues. Um, he's very concerned about keeping his family safe. And he's also his own personal safety, which you cannot um, be angry with the guy for that. He's It's just his opinion. He, he you know, he's very concerned about the virus and he doesn't want to go back and train and potentially affect anyone or spread the virus. You've you got to, you know, I understand. I totally understand. Um, but on the other side of that, I loved uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek's comments in the week. Um, obviously, he's back training. Um, he was, he was. I mean, frustrating really for him because he was so close to coming back, uh, playing for Lampard when when all this kicked off. Uh, he started playing development games, and he was so so close to making uh, Lampard's squad. And yeah, he was match fitness. He was almost there. So I don't know whether this is going to set him back a lot or whether it's going to help him. But I think we'll soon find out. He's he's looked, I mean, I've heard people that have been watching training this week and they said he's looked in great shape. He's he's looking very sharp, um, looking fully fit. So that's that's great news. But it's, you know, things like this, this time off, it can affect people differently. Hopefully, you know, he says he has been working on keeping the muscles strong around his Achilles. So hopefully we will see him back on the pitch soon. But yeah, the comments he made this week, I thought was, was really impressive future captain words. In my opinion, he's, he's definitely got that about him. So I'll just read it back to you now. So first he says, I'm, I'm really excited to be back and just to see a few of the boys at a safe distance, obviously, but just to have that social contact with some of the boys that you're used to seeing every day. And you haven't seen for two months. It's good to see and talk to them at a safe distance and then start the work for what could be restarting the season soon. This is the first stage of it and it needs to be safe. But I feel like the routine they sh they've shown us is safe. So for us, it's good to go at the moment. We've been involved in the conversations and our opinions have been noted. What they propose to us with the first phase, everyone feels safe to do. We feel like this phase one has been done properly, so everyone is looking forward to get going. I mean, that's so 
it's interesting to read that. It's obviously, he says everyone feels safe to do so, which suggests to me that the majority, well, every other player apart from Kante, feel, you know, feels safe with uh, the system that's in place, the restrictions that are in place. Everyone feels safe to do it. So that that sits fine with me. That, you know, if one of the players is, is telling you that, then, well, you know, so be it. That's fine. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for Kante to, to drop out, I can, like I've said at the start of this, I completely understand. And there's absolutely no hard feelings from me on that at all. And I will totally support him um, as as with any player who decided or felt unsafe. You know, that's it's their personal opinion, um, their personal preference on this virus. None of us know um, what it's about. None of, I mean, scientists don't can't even predict it at the moment. So how are we supposed to? I mean, everyone's got their views. Everyone's got their opinions. I think we should respect anybody who wants to drop out. Um, but at the same time, I absolutely loved reading those comments from uh, Ruben this week. Um, and that, yeah, that made me feel a lot better about the season resuming as well. So that's phase one um, for the trainer. I think phase two will be starting in the next couple of weeks. It will obviously the restrictions will start to lift a little bit more and testing will come in twice a week and things like that. So the boys are on their way back. That's it for transfer news at the minute. There's not really a lot going on, as you can imagine, but I think just to sum that up um, in a sentence, don't expect a massive summer from Chelsea. Um, I think Lampard's priority is a striker and a left back. Um, After that, we might get a winger. We might get an attacking midfielder. After that, I don't think there'll be too many more players coming in. Um, Right, so yeah, let's go on to... Now, this could be interesting. I asked you guys to... Give me some questions uh, for this, my very first podcast that I'm hosting. Um, so I put out a status, yeah, and asked for your your questions. And this could, I've not looked at them, that's why I'm laughing. So this could go a number of ways. Um, that's good, thanks. I've got 14 comments, so let's, get, let's try and get through all of these. Let's, yeah, let's do it. So the first one, uh, J4YCFC, yeah, my, my good friend Jay. This guy's funny, you should definitely follow him. He, uh, he puts up a lot of interesting pictures, he gets in trouble a lot, but he's very entertaining, he means well. Uh, his, his question is uh, Sane over Sancho. Um, I'm not sure that that's a question, I don't, I don't know whether he's telling me that Sane is better than Sancho or whether he's asking me, um, but <laughs> yeah. I'd I'd rather sign Sane than Sancho, to be honest. Um, I think he's ready-made. Um, he, he'd be a great signing, but yeah, it looks like he's going to Bayern Munich, I think. He also would cost a lot of money, but thanks for that. Um, MCD, next big talent to ba- break through from the academy. Good question. Um I'll say the guy who's very close to extending his contract with us right now, the the next Ruben Loftus cheek, but hopefully with a lot less injuries, uh, Tino Andrin. Um I've watched him a lot during his time in the academy, and he's he's got everything about his game. He is he's like he, he obviously like he, he, like I said he's like Loftus cheek, but 
he's developed a lot quicker than than Ruben did and he seems to be more of a complete player earlier I'm not saying he's better than Loftus-Cheek because he's not at the moment but he's certainly developed a lot quicker than Loftus-Cheek and he's got everything about his game he's uh, he's definitely one to watch and I think he'll be the next one breaking through from the academy. Obviously, we're not including Billy Gilmore on this because he's already broken through, I would say. He's you know he's in the first team squad now. So after him, yeah, Andrin. And we've got a question from Orlando. Orlando is actually, yeah, he's one of the guys from the Chelsea spot as well. Uh, so obviously very knowledgeable. <laughs> Uh, he says, he's asked me, oh God, this is, yeah, he's put me on the spot. What is your favourite goal ever scored? Well, I mean, so many goals, but I think for me, the one that always sticks out because I was so young at the time and it was like a really exciting period for me supporting Chelsea in the 90s. Um, it's got to be that the back heel from Gianfranco Zola. I mean, he was mid-air when he did that. It's ridiculous. Uh, the cross came in from the corner against uh, Norwich, I believe, in the Premier League. And he's, he literally flew through the air. I mean, you must have all seen it and clipped it in with his back heel. I think Mason Mount tried to create it actually this season and he actually did it. So, yeah, but for me, that's always the goal that just sticks in my head. But there's been so many, so, so many. Drogba in the Champions League final, the header, um, the penalty. But yeah, for me, Zola, Zola sticks out. Thank you. Uh, Tog. Tog1989. You're giving, giving everyone your age there, man. Uh, but yeah, this is a, a decent question. I, I'll just say his little cheeky one. So he says, first question, hashtag announce Havertz. Uh, I don't think Havertz is going to come. Uh, I think that's a bit of a pipe dream, but we'll leave that there. Uh, his actual question. Do you think this window is one where the best young talent in the world will be on the move as financially it'll be difficult to make big money signings so he's put for example uh Kambula Mbiamba um yes and no um yeah I see I see what you're saying there and yeah they I mean they are likely to be cheaper options rather than ready-made players so definitely definitely um in these circumstances teams probably will look for younger players, younger and, and cheaper options. Um, so, yeah, that's a good point. And Chelsea have been heavily linked with Kumbula, um and Mbiamba as well. So, they, yeah, I mean, they, they are two players that, that we could see on the move this summer if, if the price is right. Um, next, we've got it's Chelsea Ting. <laughs> that's a nice app. Uh, he says... Do you agree with the narrative? So-and-so player would hinder the growth of so-and-so in the first team if we end up signing. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I liked that as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it is something that, that people say a lot, isn't it? Um, it? It can hinder and obviously... If, like I said earlier, if if Chelsea signed uh, Timo Werner, then that's definitely going to hinder the growth of Tammy Abraham. Like that, there's no doubt about that whatsoever. Um, so that's why I think Chelsea are trying to be a little bit wiser with their signings 
they want someone to I mean Lampard said it so many times he wants more he wants competition for Abraham he doesn't want a replacement so um, if he signs someone like Malik um, that's competition for Abraham rather than a replacement so I, I do I do agree with that narrative actually that certain players could hinder the growth but at the same time Chelsea need to be a big squad of top class players if they want to compete on all levels if they want to win the Champions League and uh, the Premier League they have to I mean players are going to have to realise that they're going to have to compete for their spot and competition is great Um, quality players surrounding the squad is great so I think the answer to your question there man is is both I I do agree with it um, on the whole but if players are good enough, then they shouldn't worry about who's coming in to try and take their spot. They just need to prove that they're good enough to keep it. Uh, CFC, Konark. Hey, man, I, you comment a lot on my stuff. I appreciate that. Um, I don't, sorry, I don't always get to read comments. It's, and a lot of the time, um, you know you know what it's like on here. A lot of comments are abusive or stupid, so I just don't really read them. It just... It just brings negativity into my positive world, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do, I do see, I do see a lot of stuff, and I do appreciate people commenting. I'd like to interact a lot more. Anyway, Konark says, does Giroud extending his contract essentially mean that we won't be looking at strikers this window? No, I no, absolutely not. I think we we still will be looking at strikers this window, as I've just been talking about. Um, Giroud extending is purely because Chelsea did not want to get to this situation they're in with Pedro and Willian, um, where they've got to the 23rd of June to negotiate uh, temporary contract extensions for them to finish the season. I mean, imagine if Chelsea had no Caballero, uh, no Giroud, no Pedro, no Willian um, from the end of June. I mean, the season's not not going to be looking to resume until mid to end of Jaloon. So Chelsea going to play the rest of their eight or nine games with four less players, four less experienced players, uh, four less uh, essential players right now because they've all been playing. No, they're absolutely not. So they had the option to extend the contracts of Caballero and Giroud. So they did that um, for another for another year. So I think it's, it's genius and, and they had to do it definitely doesn't mean that they're not going to sign another striker. I mean, can can you seriously see uh, Giroud uh, being happy to play second fiddle or third fiddle if another striker comes in? Again, he, he's, he complained about it last season. Well, he didn't complain. He was very professional, but he mentioned it last season. Um, he's not going to stick around if he's not playing. So if it gets to the summer and, he, and he's finished this season as backup to Tammy, like he... he probably will be then no he's not going to stick around and Chelsea will be able to get a bit of money for him Um, he'll probably get sold if not he'll get sold in January and yeah but no we'll definitely we'll definitely I think still see a striker coming in Um, yeah but good question Um, another one from it's Chelsea Ting since the transfer window is around the corner who are the players do you think we should sign which positioning is urgently needed strengthening. Um, who who I think we should sign. I think we should sign a world-class striker, a world-class winger and a world-class left-back. But <laughs> that's uh, me dreaming. Um, 
I also think we need a centre back. We need a, a more of a leader, more of a dominant centre back, one who's good in the air, one who commands the box. Um, Koulibaly is my dream there, but no, that's I can't see that happening at the moment. Um, so realistically, I think, yeah, just just bring me a striker, bring me a left back, um, bring me a good attacking player who can play on the wing, maybe in the middle. Um, Coutinho would be fine on loan. And yeah, I'll be happy happy with that for now under the current climate. Um, Alicia Carter. This guy's just said uh, Ralph Ragnick's best signings at Arby Leipzig, sporting director, and he's listed off loads of signings. Um, and then he just put genius at the end. I'm not sure what your question is there, man, but thanks. Uh, moving on. Uh, it's me, Damesh asked me Havertz or Sancho who will be more suitable for Chelsea. Um, I'd rather have Sancho over Havertz, in my opinion, just because I think we need a winger. Um, and I think we've got plenty of players that, that can play central at the moment. Um, Ross Barkley isn't going to go anywhere. Neither's Mason Mount. Loftus-Cheek's coming back. Uh, Kovacic, Kante, Jorginho, we're, we're stacked there. So Sancho for me on that one for now. Uh, Danny New. With the market potentially hugely affected this summer, who are the best free signings Chelsea could bring in? Um, I've looked at free signings quite a bit recently, and I think the only ones that would really help us is uh, Dries Mertens or um, Yang Vertonghen. Um, because I know people might not might question Vertonghen, but he's 33 years old, but he's definitely the type of experienced defender that Chelsea have been massively lacking this season. Um, obviously not not a guy for the future, but if Chelsea don't have the money to bring in a, uh, a better centre-back right now, then Vertonghen for a season, just for that experience um, and that, that dominance in the box, then I think that would be a good addition to the squad. Uh, and then Mertens, yeah, Mertens would tick a lot of boxes. Again, short-term... Uh, reinforcement under the circumstances Mertens would be good so those are the only two I think that would interest me at the moment uh, thanks for that MB7 with the likes of Jorginho rumoured to leave and Asby turning into more of a squad player for next season who could you see captain in the first team um, I'd like to say Loftus-Cheek but he needs um he needs a good season, I think, of, of playing top quality football, uh, injury free. But he's definitely, yeah, Loftus Cheek's definitely a future captain. Reese James has got a, ch uh, a good shout for that as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's very difficult. Sorry, that's my cat sneezing. <laughs> the beauties of recording in your front living room. Uh, he's funny, though. Surely you heard that. Anyway, sorry. Um, but yeah, so uh, captain material, yeah, I think Loftus-Cheek going forward for me. Um, or Reese James, one of those guys. Shouldn't we make strengthening... Oh, sorry, this is from Niku Nduku. Shouldn't we make strengthening our defence our first priority rather than going for Sancho or Havertz? Uh, good question, yeah. Um, like I said, I, I think a new centre-back should be a priority. Um, I said that quite a bit. Um, 
But yeah, I think over Sancho or Havertz, probably not because Chelsea still need. I mean, since Hazard has gone, there's been that massive hole in our attacking third and Chelsea have really been missing that and Lampard has touched on that so many times you can't replace Eden Hazard absolutely not but Chelsea have not had that one player who can be a game changer when everything is going against us um, San, um, sorry Hazard used to do that and I think Sancho could be that guy uh, Havertz yeah he could be that guy um, so I need to try and answer your question um, first priority defence um, probably an equal priority, in my opinion. Got out of that one, didn't I? <laughs> I like to stay balanced. Uh, final question from Saki SA: Do you think Chelsea will buy a player, another player this window? Yeah, I think we'll buy three players. Um, maybe four. I think we'll get a striker, a left back. Um. A midfielder that can play as a winger, um, or yeah, or a winger and a midfielder. Pop, yeah, three or four, three or four. Let's leave it at that. Cool. Well, that's yeah, that's me done for now. Um, didn't want to rabbit on too much for the first session. Just make sure you guys come back next time. And uh, but no, that was good. And hopefully, as I say, I'll try and get some guests on next time. Uh, look to bring in some more people in, getting a bit of discussion. And hopefully I'll have some more transfer news for you as well as we get towards the summer transfer window. A few more things happening. Um, yeah, so thanks, guys. Thanks a lot for listening. Uh, you, yeah, if you know where to find us. We'll go through that again. Chelsea Spot. Uh, it's obviously on Twitter, at the Chelsea Spot. Uh, their website where you'll be able to find this podcast is the thechelseaspot.wordpress.com. And then you can find us both on Instagram. You've got the Chelsea Spot or Phillips underscore sport. You can get me on Twitter as well at Phillips Sport. And this podcast will be available on Spotify, iTunes, on the website, Twitter and Instagram. So keep an eye out for that. And thanks guys so much for listening. Take it easy. Uh, we'll check in again next week. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye-bye.